I notice the new house next door and think Renee's fears of being priced out of the neighborhood are valid. It's gigantic, all wood and glass, like something out of a magazine. I wonder how much a house like that must cost. Probably more than I'll earn in a lifetime. As I walk up the narrow brick path to Renee's house, movement in the front yard next door catches my eye. A boy just came outside, maybe a little older than Langley. He points a garden hose at a dark SUV that sits in the driveway. The boy calls out to someone, and a moment later, a man emerges from the open garage. Raising a long, well-muscled arm, he gestures to a spot on the car's roof covered in soap suds, a spot the boy appears to have missed. I take in the full measure of this man, and my whole body goes still. The boy lowers the hose and says something to the man that makes him laugh. He throws his head back, revealing a defined square jaw, and the sound of his deep laughter carries to me. As I stand there transfixed, in a state of disbelief, the man turns and his light blue eyes come to rest on me. Oh, my God. It's Cole. His mouth closes and his laughter dies. From the corner of my eye, I notice the boy turn to see what the man, presumably his father, is looking at. For a long moment, Cole and I simply stare at each other across the distance, neither of us moving, neither of us breathing, it seems. Does he recognize me? I could never forget him. I still think about him too much. But my memory didn't do him justice. In real life, he's so much more. But those eyes. I remember those blue eyes clearly. My whole body flushes. Because usually when I look into those eyes, I'm seeing them in my fantasy. They hover above me while the rest of his body does intimate things to mine. I've lived off that fantasy for years. When the muscle of his cheeks move to draw his lips up into a smile, I panic. Saliva pools in my mouth as my body involuntarily reacts. I turn away and pretend to be distracted by the strap of my bag that has slipped down my arm. My heart beats fast and I'm completely out of breath like I've just danced for hours. I wish I could act nonchalant and mature about this. Smile and wave as if seeing him again is not a cataclysmic event. As if running into him again isn't a secret wish I've harbored for two years running. But I can't. It's not even a remote possibility. What's he doing here in Cooperstown? Does he live here? Right next door to my sister? How long has he lived here? And why did Renee never mention him? Maybe it's not him. Maybe I'm imagining things. I continue the last few steps to my sister's door, but I can still feel his gaze on me, even though I don't risk another look in his direction in case he can read everything I'm thinking on my reddened face. After I ring the doorbell, another thought horrifies me. Cole has a kid. Is he married? Was he married when I slept with him? Who is it? A soft voice calls from the other side of the door. I swallow the re-emerging panic. It's Aunt Nikki, sweetie. The dead bolt turns before the door opens only a foot or so.
when the top of Langley's curly head appears, followed by big green hesitant eyes, I crouch down to her level and smile. Did you and your mom forget I was coming today? No, she replies as she pulls the door open further and takes a step back. Mom told me to let you in when you got here. Oh. Gee, thanks. So, Renee didn't forget I was coming. She just decided not to pick me up at the bus station like we agreed. Langley turns and walks into the living room where I can hear the television playing. I go inside and close the door behind me, waiting for my heart rate to return to normal. The only one-night stand I've ever had is standing right outside. And my sister left me stranded at the bus station. This is not how I thought the day would go when I woke up this morning.